Yes. And I hate when you point the finger. Look yourself in the mirror. You built the team and put it on yourself. That's what men do. If y'all need me to, I'm there. I'm I'm all about the team because I want to I want to fucking win. I lost all respect for him, yo. That was the ultimate disrespect right there. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, the name says it all. If you like what you hear, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. But check this out. You can also watch us on YouTube. Yes, you get a chance to see my handsome face, Pat P's face. Just visit YouTube.com slash All Things Covered. So make sure you subscribe and turn on your alerts so you can get this show right away. Pat P, another outstanding, outstanding show. What we going to cover in this episode? Yo, Matt, we got a lot going on around the league as we all get ready for training camp. And, of course, we're going to cover that. Yep. But as we continue to chat with the next generation on this like episode, we're going to hear from the next man up on the rock that's rocking number seven. He go to LSU, better known as DBU, <laughs> and the best defensive player in the nation, my guy, Derek Stingley Jr. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Before we get into chopping it up, we must emphasize, we must emphasize to our listeners and our viewers, our fans, if you've been really, really rocking with us, make sure you get your vote in for our show, All Things Covered. This is the last week to vote. All Things Covered has been nominated in two categories for the People's Choice Podcast Awards. We haven't even turned one yet. We're not even one yet, meaning being in existence for one full year, but we're getting... That we're getting recognized to say the least, and we're not going to give up. We're not going to get complacent. We're going to continue to give you guys quality content to enjoy and to talk about. But most importantly, vote first for us. We need your help to get us to the final round. It only takes less than 60 seconds, probably 40, probably 45, depending on how good your hand-eye coordination is. To nominate all things covered, go to go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up and then scroll down to vote for us in the best sports podcast category and the best black hosted podcast category like i said if you're really really rocking with us or if you're rocking with us 40 to 50 percent we take that as well most importantly go vote for us do it right now don't wait this is the last week do it right now and we will and i remember i said on a few a few shows ago pat p will if we win one of these categories one, not both. One, Pat P. What you gonna give to a fan that we choose randomly? You know, Mac. I'm gonna add some on to that. I know Ooh. we said I'm gonna sign a jersey. Yep. But I'm gonna give. A, I'm gonna give away two tickets to two home Vikings games. Oh, that's big time. Yeah. That two home Viking games. And and, uh, and I'm gonna make sure one of them prime time. Ooh, it's gonna be a you night game. You got four. I mean, I think you got three, games? three or four. Yeah. Ooh. Come on, go vote. Go vote. We've included the link at the top of the description as well. Voting ends July 31st, and you have an extra incentive to vote because Pat P said not only would you get a signed jersey, authentic, not a soft number jersey where you can just kind of ball up. You get that right. that, that, that sew in jersey number, right. authentic, and you get two home tickets. Hey, Matt, what I what else I'm gonna do to make this oh, he's, that much better? He's still adding to the pile. Okay, what else you got? You know, at the last place I played at, they they wouldn't allow people on the sideline. But at at this at the uh, in, in Minnesota, we got all type of access to the sideline before the game. Oh, so you mean I'm, to tell I'm me a random on, fan can yeah, be on the sideline as well? Yeah, I'm gonna put you on the sideline before the game as well. 
So doing pregame warm up, they stand on the sideline taking good pictures, HD style, close up style. Yeah. Yeah. Go vote. Go vote. vote. You get a jersey, two home tickets, and sideline access during pregame warm up. Name me another podcast that's doing that. Name it. Hey, it's on us. The only one. (laughs) All things covered. Go vote. First quarter of our show, it's time to chop it up. But make sure you guys stay with us through the first quarter and the second quarter. Because after halftime, man, the hottest player in college football will be joining us. You heard the intro. Coming from LSU, rocking that number seven. Derek Stangley Jr. will be joining us after halftime. So make sure you stay tuned. But before we get to halftime, we got to take care of business in the first quarter. Here's where we chop it up. Man, listen, NFL camps are starting. The Cowboys, the Steelers started last week. We got a handful of teams starting right now. I mean, before you know it, all 32 teams will be in camp. But with that being said, there's more information coming out with vaccines, vaccinated players, players that are, that are not getting vaccinated. The NFL sent out a memo last Thursday with new, with new COVID-related policies for 2021. I mean, there are a lot of different policies that are already in place, but make sure you guys pay attention to what is now starting to develop with vaccinated players compared to non-vaccinated players. I mean, forfeits could happen. Remember last year, there were no forfeits. There were postponement of ball games, but games were still played. Now, because they have a vaccine in place, if there is an outbreak for that said team, you just forfeit the ball game. If a game has to be canceled due to a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players, then the team with the outbreak will be forced to forfeit and, and credit it with a loss. The forfeiting team uh, would be also required to pay for all the expenses incurred by their opponent, along with any shortfall in the league's revenue sharing pool. If a forfeit happens, players won't get paid for that week also. Now, the current status on vaccinations, right? As camp opened, 80% of the NFL players have been vaccinated for COVID, with 19 teams above 90%. Reportedly, two teams still under the 50% threshold. You have jobs in jeopardy. We saw last week uh, Vikings and o- Vikings and O-line coach Rick Dennison uh, in discussions about his future after refusing the vaccine. Reports did come out that they separated. They parted ways. But currently, he's still a part of the team. They're just in discussions about what will happen going forward. But the Patriots co-O-line coach, Cole Popovich, he's no longer with the team due to COVID-19 requirements. Hearing this news, Pat P, and you state, you've been very, very vocal. You said this in June about taking the vaccine. You said, why not put yourself in the best position to possibly win a championship? If you're not a vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated, you're just living in a different world. Why put yourself at risk of going through that again, again, based on what you guys went through last year. So hearing some of these uh, stipulations, um, the different protocols that, that's in place and hearing that players are still not getting the vaccine. What are your thoughts? Um, only one I don't agree with is them fining players $14,000 for not getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little bogus. I think you should still have let the player decide if he want to get vaccinated or not. You know, because at the end of the day, everybody got their different reasons. I mean, I think it's the, the right, not the right thing, it's the smart thing to do because you're going to keep you you have a, a better opportunity keeping yourself safe. You know, now we got this new strand out. Hell, I don't even remember. I think it's Delta something. You yeah, know, I, I thought think. they were talking about a flight at first. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So for me, I think the league should still let the well, obviously not. It's not going to happen. But I thought they should have let the players have the liberty 
to have, you know, to, to come up with their own decision if they wanted to get vaccinated or not, because, you know, at the end of the day, everybody got a different reason. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I still stand strong by what I say. I think if you want to be able to put yourself and now they're talking about you can't, you know, every game's going to be forfeit. So, you know, if one guy get it and, you know, so say for instance, one of those teams that is, is two teams that's under 50 percent. If one guy gets in hell, who, who knows how many people he can spread that to? And next thing you know, you forfeited. Um, it might have been a divisional game. That's a mm-hmm. that's a very meaningful game. I mean, every game in the league is me- meaningful, but a division game is definitely meaningful. So I think you you definitely want to put yourself in the best position possible. Not only that, you you don't want to lose out on no money. You you never want to give up give back any paychecks or any any money that you feel that you earn. But I just feel like you know you should all you you. you I think every every player should get the vaccinate, vaccination if you want to have an opportunity to win a championship. Because at the end of the day, Matt, we all know this: the healthiest team win championships. At it's not the always the, the best team. Yeah, it's not the always the best team. team win championships. So you know, I know a lot of guys don't see eye to eye with this, and I definitely don't see eye to eye with the fine system that they're coming away. And also, do you know any more information about this, Matt? Are, are they going to find them every week, or is a one time fine? I think it's. I think it's. It's you get fined for the game you miss. You don't participate. No, no, I'm talking about the fines. So they, you know, they just came out a new memo. Oh, oh, see, now that I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Then that's a tough yeah. pill to swallow. That one came out yesterday. And said every player that's not vaccinated, it will be fined fourteen five. See, so th- my thing is this: if you're willing to do this, right, you might as well make the vaccination a mandate. Mm-hmm. Make it mandatory. Because right. if you don't make it mandatory, you're going to have players that won't take it. It's the same thing about OTAs. OTAs is not a mandatory requirement. It's, 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 a volu- it's, it's involuntary to say the least. You don't have to go to OTAs. So when you don't, when you have an opportunity to not go, you don't, you're not required to go, you're going to have players not show up. It right. happens. So when it comes to this vaccine, you know, and I know they didn't want to force the issue, but they're indirectly forcing, forcing the issue. <laughs> I'd rather you just come out and force it. Just right. say it. We want you guys to take the vaccine. We're, yeah. we're, we're making it a requirement for you guys to take the, the, the vaccine. Instead of saying, we're not going to force you to take the vaccine. But so if I don't take it, you're going to find me. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, just just be blunt with the said. We recommend everybody get the vaccination. And like one thing said. I will say, oh, Pat P, just for me looking, listening from afar, you know, watching from afar, Throughout all of these new, all the, the the different news that has been coming out with this, I've heard nothing from the NFLPA. Yeah. I've heard nothing from the NFLPA backing some players because we heard players like DeAndre Hopkins talk about, you know, how unfair it is. Other players have been extremely vocal about this and saying that, you know, they feel like they're being forced into a situation. Uh, they feel like their freedom is being taken away from them, whatever the case may be. But the NFLPA, they're supposed to be the voice for the players. And remember, throughout the whole, you know, uh, negotiating process, the NFLPA was doing everything in their power to try to, quote unquote, give the players the best deal, whatever the case may be. But I have heard I haven't heard anything from the NFLPA saying the NFL, they're wrong and how they're trying to handle and approach this situation. And it makes me it makes me think the players are kind of in this by themselves because the, the market, the brand that's supposed to be their voice has been quiet. Right. Well, Dean, where you at, man? I can tell you this much. I, I literally thought last year was a very, very difficult task to get through. But right. this year might be might be Even more difficult. It. Yeah, I agree. Because last year you didn't have a vaccine, so you didn't have an option. 
You just right. try to get through it and just try to cross your fingers that no one, you know, gets uh, an outbreak. But now you have a vaccine. So now they feel like you have an option. If you don't take the option, you're going to be fine. You're going to forfeit ball games. You're going to have some players that might threaten to walk away. You've seen coaches already walking away. Right. So this year might be more difficult than what we saw last year because of the new protocols that they have in place. But this is something that we will monitor and we definitely will stay tuned. But I can agree with you, Pat P. And I said it also, it's not always the best team that won the championship. It's the healthiest team. And now it's not about being healthy with injuries. It's about being healthy with COVID. You know what I mean? So it's going to take an all, all hands on deck approach for whoever it is that gets to La La Land, be able to get there and win it because you got a lot of different things you have to worry about. Listen here, this is a hot, hot part of the show. It's time for a school check-in. It's time to check in with School Nation. Man, training camp is here. Training camp is here. Time to strap up. Get your, get your cleats together. Tighten them cleats up. Put your, 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 your tape on your wrist. Get your gloves together. It's time, Minnesota. It is time. Minnesota news, Viking news. Let's jump right into it. Got a new wide receiver. This guy used to cause hell in the Big 12. That's not that rhyme. Hell in the Big 12. I like how that sounds, man. <laughs> D.D. Westbrook signs a one-year deal with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Keenan McCarty previously coached him with the Jaguars, so he has a familiar relationship already in place. He's coming off an ACL injury, but he should be ready for camp. I can tell you as much about Lil' D.D., number 12, the number he rocked at Jacksonville. He's a football player. He plays bigger than his size. Uh, he's a guy that will add depth, especially if he's healthy, and he's a real good shorthanded catch wide receiver. So I think you can never have too many of those type players in your offense. So we have to see how this pans out. But I like this signing. This is an under the radar signing. No one is really talking about, but he can play football. When he was healthy for Jacksonville, didn't have the best quarterback structure throughout his time in Duval. Mm -hmm. But like I said, when collegially, he gave them everything they wanted on the defensive end. Did so, did a pretty good job in Jacksonville. He signed with the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, right now, when it comes to Minnesota, we had quite a few of your teammates on this show. Everybody's excited. I know you're excited. Everybody, for the most part, is healthy. That's the most That's the most noteworthy thing to monitor, just health throughout training camp. But you guys are fired up. And get this, Pat P, you got fans back in attendance back, for practice. They get a chance back. to see you in one-on-one -on -one drills, you and in, in, in Jets. You know, Justin Jefferson, Thielen. You got 14 practices open to the fans. Minnesota fans, you heard it here. 14 practices. The first night practice is this Saturday. Yeah. Under the lights. the lights. You got U.S. Bank Stadium scrimmage the following Saturday. Pat P, how excited are you? Number one, a new team. Number two, fans will be there. I mean, just the excitement for you right now. How you feeling? Man, Mac, I think I texted you this last night. I feel reinvented and I'm about to reestablish myself, goddammit. I'm about to take back what's mine. You did. You did. You did. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you, what, what time is it? Ass cutting time, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. And I can tell you this much. Training camp, it feels different this year because fans will be involved. And, and I tell you, I tell fans this all the time. They play a very, very important part in the success. And yep. even during training camp, when you know you got 10, 15,000 fans just watching you, that gives, that gives you an added pep in your step. Yep. You know what I mean? That provides a sense of energy, extra energy. And I can tell you this much because you didn't have fans last year. Man, they're going to be so fired up. Man, no doubt. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Mac, we just got a, a special a special guest appearance. 
What we got? Hey, baby. Which one we got? Which one of the, one of the princesses we got? It's my oldest. My What's big up? girl, Peyton. Lil' Peyton. <laughs> What's up, Lil' Peyton? Hi. Hi. Say hello, all things covered. Hello. All things covered. Yeah. <laughs> all right, go back over there. Get out of the way. Okay. That's what we do here, man. We, 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 we show love to the kids. We show love to everybody, man. Eventually, we're going to have the dogs on here, too. Pat P got yes, dogs. Sir. I got dogs as well. <laughs> Yeah, but listen, man, Pat P, I know you're excited, man. It's, it's, this, this is going to be a very, very important year for Minnesota because a lot of people are, are, are hollering, not just about, you know, being significant in the division, but making a deep run. Yeah. They want a deep run in Minnesota. Hey. They, want it, they want it now. And I want it now too, Mac. <laughs> they want it I'm, now. Hey, I'm with everybody. I think the sky's the limit for us, man. But, you know, as everybody always say, just, you know, you want to stay healthy. Stay healthy. We had a bunch of great upgrades as Zim talked to talked to the team right before we left uh, left many camps. We feel like we have, we have uh, added some great pieces to the to the defense, beefing up the offensive line. Great, great chemistry between the quarterback and receivers and tight end as well. Obviously, we got a one of the best running backs in the league and Dalvin Cook. You know, I, I believe it's just gonna all come down to us. You know, how bad do we want it? How 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 hungry? Are we? I know I'm very hungry, and I know and being with those guys for those uh, two and a half months, those guys are hungry as well. So I'm extremely excited about the season. I'm extremely excited about training camp, and as we talked about, well, as well, uh, a couple of weeks ago, it's all about building not only the chemistry with the with the first uh, with the starting uh, unit, but with those backup guys no too, question. and the young guys, because at some point we gonna need every hand in the pile and we got some great backups we got great role players man the i'm just i'm, I'm just I'm, I'm i'm so i'm juiced up mac i'm juiced up baby <laughs> hey and you got that you got that old school helmet back with that old school number Ooh. yes sir and I'm, I'm gonna keep that shut if they try to hey i don't if the lead try to suspend the helmet next year, i'm gonna be like tom brady man i, I might i might just you, have to pay the fine you can't because you're gonna have seven picks this year in that shirt yeah. so how can you go to another helmet yeah i, I might have to pay the fine man you got yeah. to you get seven picks you better rock the same thing you rock when you got them seven picks no doubt about it and i had Seven picks before in that. Actually, I had the Rydell in the. In the, uh, the I had Rydell, the old, that old hey, school Rydell. Ooh, <laughs> that old school Rydell. That really, really where the heart at, dog. Yeah, no question. <laughs> they don't even make those of them. I got mine. I don't even know how that cushion feel inside. Nah, right. Man, like I know, old, I know, school I know that sucker hard. Hard boy, hard man. Hard as a basketball court, cement style. <laughs> but fans listen make sure you got to support the vikings every day you can but make sure saturday first night practice under the lights prime under the lights baby and i can't wait yo pat p not everyone out there wants to be on a strict diet put in two days at the gym and drink some of these weird beverages they have out there now i know you're not quite there yet because you're still in the best shape of your life but someday you'll get to that point after your playing days are over so for those of us that are no longer pro athletes or never were in the first place instead of trying to cram your life into someone else's ideal try noom noom uses a psychology-based approach to find a healthier balance that's moldable to your life and as a result it's more sustainable that's the most consistent thing most important thing being able to sustain that level of exercise mentally and physically and moon has it for you like i said last week my goal is to look like i played than to look like i never played and i'm doing a pretty good job in looking like that because of noon and i can tell you this much sometimes you will have an off day a bad meal day and i can tell you from personal experiences 
I love sweets. I just had a piece of rare velvet cake last week and it was so good. But the unique thing about noon, you can afford to have a bad day, a cheat day, and they will get you right back on track. And noon got me right back on track and my ab gains are on fire right now. They're hibachi <laughs> hot. And with noon taking care of your health, it's empowering instead of stress inducing. All you need is a daily 10 minute check-in. That's it. Just 10 minutes to check in. No crazy early mornings or huge chunks out of your day. I'm busy with my job. I have a lot of responsibilities watching football and being a dad, but I definitely can carve out 10 minutes a day for noon. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noon.com slash ATC today. That's N-O-O-M.com slash ATC to start your trial today. Around the NFL, like I said, training camp is here. Teams are reporting and players are being disgruntled. Report Chandler Jones wants he, he wants a trade. He requests a trade from the Arizona Cardinals. Your former what teammate. Yes. Oh, we should have had a has per we should we should have had a has had her. We had him. Yeah. <laughs> what was this? Did he did he request this today? Man, they said he requested a while back, a while back. It just became public information. Uh, but Clearly, you're surprised to hear this. He is in his last year of his deal. Uh, he's due $15.5 million. He wants a new contract. I think that's why he's requesting a trade. Uh, he means a lot to the organization, clearly. But Pat P, man, hey, do you that think don't mean he will nothing. get traded? That don't mean nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think he gets traded? He, what, he, what, he, what, he tore his Achilles last year? No, nah, it was his bicep. Bicep. Okay, okay. But do you think he gets traded? Oh, I don't think he gets traded. Mm. I don't. I don't think he gets traded. But at the same time, I won't be surprised if the right deal come up. I think he'll get traded. But you know, this. I, you know, that's that's kind of up in there. I really don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know, Matt. I don't. Man, know. I that's that's kind of like a. That's like that's, that's kind of a tough pill to, to to swallow because you know, I like you said, he means so much to the organization. But hell, you never know. <laughs> You never know what that team gonna do. Yeah, and you don't know what they would be asking in his return. Um, hey, my thing the- is though, Matt. Mm-hmm. Tell me this: How is like obviously this league is always about productivity, right? Yep. Who build football teams? Who, who uh, like who in charge of building the football? The team? GM. Oh, okay. All right. The GM. And yep. uh, what he did lately? Say it again. And what did he do lately? What did he do lately? Yeah. The GM for the Cardinals? Yeah. Shoot, he he brought in uh JJ Watt. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about the record. It's all about what you have done lately. Oh, his the draft hasn't really been good. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the, the draft, the Cardinals draft hasn't so been good. How come good. coaches are always on the hot seat? But, but GMs, GMs are not. Yeah, that's kind of weird to me, huh? Ooh. That is because usually GMs and coaches are sometimes tied to the hip. So when a coach gets fired, sometimes the GM gets fired as well. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Well, I can tell you this much. The Cardinals paid J.J. Watt $28 million this offseason. I think that might have rubbed Chandler Jones the And I always way. think it's so weird for, for them to always take care of other – I mean, it's not nothing wrong with taking care of other guys. But you don't take care of the guys you take, that – come on, man. That been with – I mean, since entering the league in 2012, Jones leads the NFL in sacks with 97. Come on, man. 97. Come on, man. Man got a sack every single game. And I told Chandler this. Because I've seen it time at the time at the time at the time again. I said, Chandler, if you play your last year out, 
you know, if, if you don't get a new deal with one, uh, you know, get the deal that you want going into the season, start looking for a new team player. Would you welcome him, welcome him in Minnesota? No doubt about it. I hope I, hey, I hope we trade for him. Because <laughs> I need my guy. Hey, me and Chan, we call I call Chan, his name, his, to me, his name is Chandrick. And we the rocket power boys. <laughs> <laughs> he go get the quarterback, and I shut down the receiver. <laughs> you talk about, you already got some guys that go get the quarterback. You add another hey, guy who go hey, get the hey, quarterback. I, hey, what, what, uh, what, uh, I think, uh, I think uh, Herb said this too. You can never have enough DBs and you can never have enough people to go get the quarterback. <laughs> no question. If you got no, if you got hey. that that combination, hey, it's man. gonna be hell to pay. Hey, but I'm not I'm not surprised. Cause wow. they you know they always find a way to you know take care of the the offensive guys. But like I, I don't know why defensive guys always get looked upon the way that they do in that organization. It just yeah. Just weird to me. It is. It is what it is. But like I said, I think you know they wanted to improve the defense, but you paid JJ Watt twenty eight million, and now you know Chandler Jones is coming into the and last year. His deal. Nothing with JJ, but then JJ just come off injury season too. I th- he played a full year last year. The year before that, you know, he had a few injury uh, play years. But okay. but the thing about a bicep, it's not like a knee. It's not like an Achilles. It's not like an ankle. You know, you fine. You know yeah, what I mean? My thing it, is, you gotta have most. Good GMs have a five to ten year plan. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they have that there. Well, I can tell you this much: if they lose Chandler Jones, that'd be a big loss. And no you said you welcome him in Minnesota. I know the Minnesota Viking fans would definitely hey, just like this him. here. I, what, just like this here, Matt. Open arms. <laughs> <laughs> Another team that could use him. They got a disgruntled player. What about the Dolphins? I mean, trade a player for a player. But the thing is. If the Cardinals don't want to pay Chandler Jones, they definitely wouldn't want to pay Xavier Howard. So yeah, they got the, pretty much the same contract, right? Same contract, yes, yeah, the same, basically the same salary. But both players want a new contract, so it all depends on who would you rather give an extension to. And Xavier Howard is, I think, he's in year two of this most recent deal, so that's going to be a, 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 a situation. And talking about disgruntled, you know, cornerback Stephon Gilmore, he's disgruntled as well. And and you once were in that situation when it looked at, you know, being disgruntled to say the least, maybe could have been financially or other uh, other reasons. But what's the best way for players to handle these types of situations? And I'm referring to uh, uh, Stephon Gilmore and Xavier Howard situation. Man, Stephon Gilmore said it best, man. Every player should get what they're worth, no mm-hmm. matter what it is. If you're worth, if you feel like you're worth and your play proves that, pay the man. Because, you know, I mean, the league is so crazy about always wanting to get young. That's not always the right way to go. No question. <laughs> because not. when you get young players that don't have experience, yeah, you want to you want obviously try to save money here and there. But what is the end goal for every season? Tell me that, Matt. What is the end goal Championship. of every Championship. No doubt about it. So why why try to – I mean, I, I, I really don't know the, 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 the financial background of, like, you know, the, the, the cap and this, that, and the other, but – why try for me if I was a GM, I'm spending every single dime that I can every single year. You you pay for what you get. Exactly. And, and, and the thing, is, the thing is about these GMs, you don't go to a, a, a nice steak restaurant and order the the the, the, the worst steak on the menu, the cheapest right. steak on the menu. You want you want a five fillet butterfly. No question. <laughs> you you you're you gonna you're gonna order what you can pay for, what you got, and you got a salary cap, and you got you got ways of making sure you keep the guys in place and pay the guys what they're worth. So do it. You don't go, you don't go to a, a, a outstanding, a Morton's or a Maestro's 
or uh, man, uh, STK in uh, Minnesota. Yeah, you don't you don't go you don't go to these places and ask for a Salisbury steak. No, well, no, we we won't. Like I said, a five or fillet butterfly. No question, <laughs> you want that Kobe. Sometimes you might even flaunt a little bit, get that market price. I don't even know what the price is, but I know it's good. It's good. It's 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 a going. It's gonna be hey, a good taste. Hey, I know when I go to the steakhouse, Matt, and I see that thing say market price, I like. Ooh, I want that because I know it's good. You know it's good. <laughs> you, you 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 pay for what you get. You know what I mean? You get what you pay for, as they say. So, hey, we got to see how these two things, these two situations pay, play out for Gilmore and Xavier Howard. But Gilmore did report it. He reported uh, to Patriots training camp. So we have to see. It's almost time for halftime. But before we get to halftime, guess what? Seven questions. Seven questions is where we get a chance to interact with you, the listeners and the viewers. If you want your question to be answered in the future, leave a question attached to a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we may get to it on the show. Man, we got a big-time question coming from a big-time fan from Lil Ken underscore 13. Pat P, as a player in the NFL, do players respect a coach who has the knowledge of the game and didn't necessarily play in the NFL or didn't necessarily make it to the NFL, but has some level of playing experience or do they respect a coach who has played in the NFL and has accolades at the highest level? Ah, that's a great question because I think it depends on how that coach coaches that didn't play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I feel like some coaches, you can't tell players how to play certain things by the book. Because when you're on the field, that book don't mean a goddamn thing. No. You want to be able to put your players – Know your players first and foremost and understand what they can and can't do and help them be the best player that they can be. Put mm-hmm. them in position to be, you know, successful. Don't don't come in here talking about, you know, as, as, as if we know a coach never played the game and be like, oh, I would have played it like this. How you would have played it like that? <laughs> you never play it down. No question. You know what I mean? So I, I it, it can go both ways because. Like my boy, uh, I love uh, Billy Davis. Billy Davis, I don't think Billy Davis played in the league, but he was our linebacker's coach at the last team I played for. And um, just the way he coached, you know, he never, he, he was never one of the coaches that thought he knew everything. He was mm-hmm. never one of the coaches that, you know, he was always right. What he did was he did, he was a great film studier, and he also knew how to communicate with the players, not thinking that he was, you know, like he was in those shoes before, because that's what some coaches that go by the test book that, you know, Ben GA, you know, all they did was write X's and O's and think that X's and O's shit, no, they work on paper. Yeah. But at the same time, as a player on the football field, I won't say it's necessarily improvising, but you also going off reaction. So you can't be like, oh, I would have played it here. So like my, my thing is like, so a coach would be like, you know, uh, if we in a, in the coverage and they want outside leverage and, we all know sometimes we ain't going to always have outside leverage. No question. You might lose it. You you will lose at some point. So I'd rather you tell me or give me a better reason on how to get in position versus you telling me, oh, I would have played it like this. Yeah. Then you sound like a fan. Right. Like you never played it down at the highest level. I'd rather you coach me. Don't tell me what you would have done because Mm -hmm. you've never been in my shoes before. Yeah. Now, going back to the second part of the question, for me, 
I definitely have a lot of respect for guys who played in the league because they kind of know how it goes on both sides of the both sides of the fence. You know what I mean? So like, uh, let me see who I had as a like the Shea Townsend. Mm-hmm. That was my guy. That was my guy. My rookie year, bro. Like, like the Shea, he literally slowed the game down for me. Yeah. And coming into my second, because the Shea was with us two seasons. And coming into my second season, he just gave me so many nuggets. And, and like, so, so like the Shea, play at the highest level. So Shea, Shea would be like, P, you know, I play it like this, or I play it like that. I'm going to take that more heat uh, with more respect because mm-hmm, he, he did actually it. He did it. Man, and the Shea, we had a coverage for the Shea. It was the, we had, the Shea had his own coverage in Pittsburgh, tight drop the Shea. <laughs> Cause he always had that coaching method to him, right. the mm-hmm. way he communicate, communicated, yeah. tight drop the shape. We either play cover two, cover six. It was 26 tight drop the yep. shape. Cause he wore 26 mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Yep. But, uh, and to, ba- to back with, uh, with Kevin Ross, that yep. he was my DB coach when mm-hmm. I was, uh, at, uh, when he, he was a DB coach from 2013 to 16. Yep. So it, 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 it I think it carries more weight when guys actually play the game, it can give you actual real knowledge on some no game time situations though. Yeah, yeah. And I can tell you this much, we have some stats to uh, kind of back this question a little bit. Just 18.8% of head coaches uh, play in the NFL. You have Rabel, uh, Riverboat Ron, Campbell, Peyton, Kingsbury, and Rick. Six of 32 played in the NFL. Now in baseball, Major League Baseball, 76% of Major League man- managers played in the pros. 70% of NHL coaches had pro careers. And that number is just below 50% in the NBA. So when you look at all the professional sports here in our country, the NFL has the, the least amount of former players who are current head coach, head coaches. Um, so Frank Wright, Campbell, Peyton, Kingsbury, Rabel, uh, Riverboat Ron with the with hey, Washington. I want to get back on that GM tip because it's been on my mind. Yeah, I hate when the GM of that team I played for mm-hmm. always point the finger. Uh, oh, uh, uh, wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you don't usually hear GMs pointing the fingers at certain players. And I hate when you point the finger. Look yourself in the mirror. You built the team and put it on yourself. That's what men do. No question. But That's also, too, it's about saving most most people that have those type of titles. Instead of doing what a leader is supposed to do, they try to save them th- 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 themselves. 100%. You know what I mean? Because the thing, the way you look at GMs when it comes to being successful or not successful, you look at the draft, number one. You look at draft picks, right? You got to hit on draft picks. Baby. That's supposed to be a thing. You hit on draft picks. Then you hit on free agencies and th- free mm-hmm. agents and things like that. And then that will warrant, you know, the success of the team. Right. But if you're not, if you're not, if, if, if your drafts, if you, let's say go back to four years ago, right? And that's a four-year period. So your rookie contract is four years. Yeah. Go back to, 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 the, to the draft four years. If half of the majority of the players you drafted four years ago are no longer on the team, mm. that's a bad draft. That's not good. Hey, that <laughs> that's not time good. and time again, Jack. That's not good. <laughs> that's how, it's, it's, it's like looking at, College coaches, when you finally get through a recruiting cycle, which is a which is four full years, right? Yep. Now you see, all right, by their senior year, how many players are are starting in that recruiting class? How many players left and went to the league? That kind of give you a, a sound assessment how well you did. As a GM in the NFL team, 
if the, you know, the the draft four years ago, half of those players are no longer here, either you cut them or you release them or you trade them. That's a bad draft. That's a bad draft. Not only a bad draft, if that's a horrible draft. No question. If, I feel like if you get rid of any of your, like if you're your first round, not only make it to those four years, you get rid of them after their second season? Oh, no, not first rounder. That's not supposed to happen. That means the first round was a mishap. You dropped what? the ball. The thing about the draft, the first round, you got to hit to some to. degree. The first round, you, you got to hit. The second round, you need to hit. Right. The third round, you <laughs> should hit. Right. You should hit. <laughs> and everything else, you know, it's a luxury. You yeah. know what I mean? So now when you look at that and, and you talk about the GM the last five years, we got some stats to uh, definitely back what you're saying. Uh, 31 of 47, and that's the overall record in, in, a, in two ties. And I think that's the last, the past five seasons. Definitely not a good start. So 31 of 47. And what, the, and what is the league predicated on, Matt? You please Wins. And what have you done lately? Yeah. The last five, I mean, heck, that's 16 games below 500. Mm. Last That's time, 60. last time they had a winning season is when I think we had the the best head coach I've ever played for in BA. BA. And you know what BA did though? BA had a hand in all of that stuff. What most mm -hmm. what most head coaches do, especially there, like I feel like he don't have a say so on the guys that they want to bring in. And, and that's something I don't understand because right. if I'm a coach and I have a certain system in place. I know the players that fit what I'm trying to do. Exactly. I'm with both them sides of the fall. So if you're telling me this is a guy that is a, he's a talent, but he doesn't play man to man well, well, head coach, we, 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 I mean, we run a man to man defense. Right. So why are we, why are we going to bring him in here if he doesn't do what we need him to do? That's not his specialty. Everybody has a specialty as a ball player. Everybody got a specialty. And every defense or offense require a certain specialty. Yeah, no question. Everybody do something well. Do something better than other players. It's all about can we get him to do what we need him to do in our system more right. than enough to be successful. If not, let's move on to the next guy. He doesn't fit. He doesn't fit what we're trying to do. So if you're a head coach, you have a say so in the players that's coming in here. But the GMs, the GMs not in the meeting rooms. The GMs not out there every day at practice, going through individual, seeing who do who who does what well. Right, hundred percent. And great coaches that have an established resume. They, they have care. they have something to say about who's getting drafted and yep. what free agents are coming in. Mm -hmm. And that's and, how it's supposed to be. And quite frankly, I think, you know, that's probably how they why they pick the head coaches the way they pick them over the last the last two head coaches. Oh, so yeah, because they don't have to worry about that head coach being vocal because he just happy and, to have an opportunity. And I feel like BA, I I feel like to me, I feel like he was forced to retire. That's a bad move. I feel like he was forced to be forced to retire. This guy came in there and was the winningest coach in four seasons. Yeah. In four seasons. Mm. Hello. And just won a championship. Mm. Mm. Well, mm. I mean, G hey. Mm. Sometimes if you're a GM in a great situation. Mm. Yeah. And BA's worst record was seven, eight, and one. Right. That was his like record. Like I seen, like I remember, I remember seeing. I know most people may not know about this, but I've seen B.A. pull off trades himself. Mm. He was B.A. was 49 and 30 and won uh, during his time there in Arizona. 
19 games above 500. Mm. And the GM, as you mentioned, he is 16 games below 500. Yeah. As the GM. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say his name. Oh, okay. I mean, he can, he can be looked up. Public information. <laughs> <laughs> good sound information there. That's good barbershop talk, man. I hope you guys got your fade nice and tight. Got that yeah, edge nice and tight. Man, speaking of that, I got to say this too. What you got? You know what this dude did, man? Let it, let it, let what he do? I'm letting it out tonight. <laughs> yeah, so kinda, you I'm in, I'm in, a, this is why I'm so kind of upset. Uh-huh. Going through the whole process, you know, the deal, free agency, this, that, and the other. Yeah. You know, we, we, we have our, we have our end of the year talk, this, that, and the other. Yeah, P, we, you know, we're going to do everything we can, you know, to get you back, blah, 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 blah. Just all, all bullshit. Yeah. And, you know, obviously February rolls around, March rolls around, telling me, oh, we got to wait till the new salary cap number comes out, this, that, and the other. Mind you, they signed J.J. Watt mm-hmm. two weeks before free agency started. Mm-hmm. So now we know what the salary cap is. And I know when you got the numbers, so don't feed me bullshit. Like, just, yeah. I'd rather you You just want to be straight up. Right, I just I'd rather you be straight up with me versus you putting a blindfold over my head and leave yeah. me. At the end of the day, you're a grown man. He a grown man. Right. If you want to part, if you want to part ways, and let it be known. Just let me know that. Yeah, yeah. We, we might go a different direction. Just that. giving you heads up. Just Teams do that. that a lot though, but pe- people don't realize and understand from the outside looking and I think in. That's the weirdest thing in the world. No question. Like, no question. Like we're all grown men here. We're not in high school. No, I'd no rather question. you come to me straight up and be like, all right, P. But you know all what, right, though, Pat? We, when someone is not straight up with you, they're afraid of the response and they don't want to handle the response. So therefore, for them- oh, you got the job then. That's, that, that's what comes with that job. I'm just saying, think about yeah. this. When you talk to your, your children, if they don't, if they're not, the reason they're not straight up with you because they don't want the response. They don't think they can handle it. Right. That's the same that thing with adults. With that job. It's it the same thing with, with adults. Title. It's about respect. So, I, you can respect you can respect someone more if they're straight up with you. Right. If they no tell you it. what it is, blunt, no ifs, ands, and buts. I respect that. Right. So going on, March coming around, I'm like, yo, you know, great sign and this, that, and the other. Can't wait for, you know, if, if we're gonna make this happen, can't wait for my opportunity to come up. Didn't text me back. So I'm going on a vacation to the Bahamas, to my, you know, to my vacation house, Albany. Yeah. Do I have my Albany hat on today? I don't. Going out to the Bahamas in Albany, going to spend some time with the kids, family, yeah. you know, enjoy the beach, go a little snorkeling, you know, get you some you know, conch, some conch salad, yeah, some conch conch salad, fritters, some good conch salad, come some good conch salad, some fritters, and I hit them out like, "Yo, Steve, you know, I'm about to go." I ain't even want to say the man name. I'm like, "We going on, we going on vacation, man." You know, I just want to know, you know, what the deal is because you know, I want to be, I want to enjoy my time with the family. Don't have to, you know, stress about this, this, that, enough. Still didn't text me back. So now that's when I got I got the picture. I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's over there. It's, it's over there. Like and, and and me, I'm completely fine with that. But I I I would rather you just tell me this in February, January when we had our exit meeting. I'd rather you just tell me this. So boom, everything go through. Hit my agent. I'm like, yeah, because my agent, man, me and Joe, we talking like, yo, hit him up, see if da 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 da, see what the feel is, this that another. I'm telling my agent like, yo, it ain't like it's dead silent, yo. Like it it ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, now, now, now free agency started two days goes by, you know, I got a couple of teams on the, on the world on, on, you know, on the rope or whatever. And like I told you, I wanted to stay, I wanted to stay there. 
Like, mm-hmm. so I felt like my, my family was there. Like I, I, I was, you know, the, I'm the, the, you know, I, I feel like I've done a lot to be able to, to, to be able to, 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 to be given that respect. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Only player to go in, the, in, the, in that franchise, eight straight pro bowls. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and only three players in the league has done that. Mm-hmm. You know, me, Jim Brown, and Barry Sanders. Ooh. And when when I got so now I signed I signed with my new team, Minnesota. Yeah. Guess who called and texted me? <laughs> not the not the old GM. You, you thought I picked it up? He called and texted you, but he wasn't answering none of your calls. And that's the thing, people don't understand. You had a personal relate. You had his sale number. Most players don't have the sale number right. to the GM. So clearly, you guys had some type of communication. The transparency was once there, mm-hmm. uh, but when it was time to talk business, he was a. Uh, he was treating you like that girl you don't want to talk to no more. Exactly. And and not only that, my wife can vouch for this. Or oh, you you need me to come, you know, help somebody recruit. I'll be there. Literally drop everything with my family. I'm coming to dinner. Yeah, I'm all yeah, about Yeah, I remember when you guys were trying to get Kirk Cousins. He was I'm yeah. all about the team. Like yeah. if y'all if y'all need me to, I'm there. I'm I'm all about the team because I wanna I wanna fucking win. And for him to do that, yo, I lost all respect for him, man. That's why you feel how you feel. I'm telling you, Mac. I lost all respect for him, yo. Like I, like it, it's not even close, man. Like I, I put on both of my grills. That was the ultimate disrespect, right there. And my, yeah, you, you just want him to be straight up. Hey, man, we might go a yeah, different just direction. Tell me, just be yeah. real with me. Because when, when I come, when I come, like so, so for me, I'm a straightforward guy. If I have mm-hmm. a bad game, I know I had a bad game. I gotta fix it. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be like, yeah, yeah, that was on me. I gotta fix it. Come to them, talk, talk to him, this, that, and the other. That was on me. But fun to pull that crap. That was so bogus, yo. That I can was, tell you this much. That was bogus, man. You you gonna see you gonna see him week two? Is it week two? I, 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 I'm a, yeah. He might see me. I ain't gonna see him. Yeah, well, he gonna see you week two. <laughs> he might see me, but I ain't gonna see him. He gonna see you. And the thing, what people, what people have to understand, fans, they take it personal. It's almost like they feel like you're sliding them. No, it's nothing against yeah. the fans. It has nothing, nothing. to do with the fans. Nothing the fans at all. Are, yeah, you rock with the fans. You know what I mean? And I've been holding that in for a long time, but I, I feel like that was, I had to let that. I couldn't hold it in no more. This is, what do. This is your platform to let it out. It is. It yeah, is. That's but I, couldn't, I couldn't hold that in no more, man. Yeah. That was get, it, get it off your chest so you can go in training, clamp, training camp feeling good, feeling motivated, and fired up. <laughs> And let them know they should have kept the the original twenty one out there. Hey, how my boy say, uh, uh, my boy Migos, you played yourself. No question, ain't nothing but a little bit of straightening. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing but a little bit of straightening. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's all it is, just a little bit of straightening. You got some straightening going on here tonight. Yes, sir. Shout out to Migos. You just got some straightening going on here tonight, but the barbershop was on fire. The barbershop is open, baby. After Question: What time it is though, Pat P? Ass cutting time, Jack. <laughs> you let him know that too. We ain't gonna say his name. Absolutely. We gonna hey, this Absolutely. is gonna we gonna bleep Absolutely. the name out. Yeah, it, it's woo. <laughs> hey, but that's the that's the the side of the game that's within the game. Fans don't know about right, and I'm pretty sure fans go through certain things in their nine to fives that it's relatable to what you just said. It's about being transparent. It'd be one thing if you didn't have that relationship with him, like you guys didn't talk on a cell phone here or there, but you guys had a relationship. And when it came time to talk about business, you know what I mean? Wayne said it best, you know, compensation over conversation. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? You're just trying to figure out what we're doing. Right. Am, I in, am, I am, 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 am I in the future plans? Or not. Or not. Like, if you're not quite sure not. yet, if you don't know, <laughs> let me know. You know, right. we don't know quite ready. We, we, we want to, but certain things got to go in place. You know, we might have to do X. We might have to go sign this person first to sign this position first. He, yep. he just, he treated you like that girl, like you didn't want to talk to him no more. Yeah, it was crazy, man. That's why one of my favorite songs is that J. Cole, man. That boy say, that's why sometimes you got to come through and just do it at a level that you do it at in front of everybody's face. And let them know the difference between you and them other fools. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, Mac. Hey, it's that's why my you got to do it how you got to do it. How you got to just do it how yeah, you got to do he it. Said, yeah, the boy J. Cole say, that's why sometimes you got to come through and just do it at a level that you do it at. In front right. of everybody's face. Hey, well, I can tell you this much. He better get himself together because that, that overall record, 31 and 47 and two ain't 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 cutting. And this is supposed, this supposed to be a big year out there for them. So hey, but you know what? He get a chance to see you week two. Yeah. In that number seven. Yep. Re-evented and reestablished P2. Hey, say no more. I can tell you this much. Ha! That's a heck of a first half. No doubt about Boy, it. Boy, that's a heck of a first half. <laughs> I know it's, it's halftime for us. Ain't too much. Ain't too much we got to do when it comes to making adjusting because we we taking care of business right now. Yeah, hey, we but we up, we up twenty seven right now. Up Jack. heavy. We up <laughs> heavy right now. Everybody go get a chance to play in this ball game. Get some hot tape. But listeners, viewers, I know you enjoyed the first half. You always do. But the second half gonna be even much better. Make sure you stay with us on the opposite side of the half. The best defensive player in college football. The best player in the SEC will be joining us on the opposite side of the half. LSU, Derek Stingley Jr. In the words of Coach O, go Tigers. We've got to do a better job. Go Tigers. <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just came back from halftime. We told you we got a very, very special guest. You already know where he's from. Mac didn't want me to say it, but I got to. DBU, I, I will give you this, Mac. Florida State's probably the originator, but we took over. But say the least, he's a junior cornerback out of LSU, 2019 national champion, an All-American, two-time first team, All-SEC. His Instagram handle is Derek underscore Stingley on Instagram. And uh, on Twitter is Junior Stingley on Twitter. My guy from the best school in the land. Yes, sir. Also, my guy repping that number seven, 
Stingley Jr. What's happening, baby? Nothing much, man. Uh, just having fun with everything going on, man. Yes, sir, man. We happy to have you on the show, man. But no we doubt, know no doubt. We're gonna get it uh, started right into the uh, to the show right now. We know your dad played in the, uh, in the AFL. Your grandfather played in the NFL. How early did football come a big part of your life? Oh, football. I've always been around football because you know my dad. Um, he was still playing while um, I was a young child, and then um, he was coaching. So I was practicing with the team. With, with his team growing up. So um, as far back as I can remember, football been a part of my life. Yo, Derek, growing up in Baton Rouge, uh, how locked in were you on LSU uh, during the recruiting process throughout high school? Oh yeah, LSU, it was always the the main the main goal. Like, of course, you know, during the recruiting process, you like to see what, what else is out there, but LSU being in my backyard and uh, being able to go to, to play in a game and possibly see friends and family in the stadium, that, that doesn't, I mean that beat everything. So if you didn't go to LSU, what was the what was the the number two? Who was close uh, right behind LSU? If you didn't sign with LSU, where would you go? Well, LSU was really always the the main school. Like I didn't I didn't really pay attention to other schools too much, but it was always LSU by a large large margin. So gotcha, <laughs> my man, FBA. If you want to be a great DB, there's only two schools to go to, and I will say Florida State is one. Of okay, okay, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I damn That's sure we're going to Ohio State. <laughs> no, no, we're not saying Ohio State. We're not. We're not doing exactly. That. We're not so, doing Derek, that. when did you uh, truly focus on, you know, become becoming a cornerback in college? Was that was that always the goal? Because you was an athletic guy in high school, played both sides of the football. When you when you was going through the recruiting process, was cornerback always your end goal? Yeah, yeah. Cornerback has always been uh, my end goal because my dad was a cornerback. And when when we would do workouts for for football, cornerback would always be an emphasis. So I've always had that that defensive mind and cornerback mind um, growing up throughout football. What's some of the things that your dad helped you with far as becoming a DB? Like you said, your dad played DB. What were some of the things that he, he helped you with in your growth as becoming a great DB in college football? Um, really, when I think about it, is hand-eye coordination because yeah, that separates that. the good and the great. Being able to catch the ball and return it, so that was really the biggest thing that he um, instilled in my mind. He did a great job because your ball skills are prolific. You got some real good ball skills. I don't know if your ball skills. I don't know, Pat. I have to ask he you this question at, at LSU. You know, when you your ball skills were prolific as well. You know what I mean. But but Stingley, man, he go get at the highest point. He actually turns into a wide receiver, and I really love that about him because we see so many young cornerbacks, especially playing on the collegiate field, never look back for the football. Right. I mean, there are so many plays that could be made if you just happen to look back. Use the eyes that the the, the great man above bless you. I think with. the biggest. I think the biggest thing to that, though, the, the biggest contribution to that is by him playing both sides. Of yeah. So, yes. I think that was huge because that's what helped me as well. Being a receiver and a DB at the same time, kind of having a feel when the ball is coming. Like you said, when guys get in the league, most guys in the league didn't play both sides of the ball. And mm-hmm. you can tell it's obvious. You know what I mean? So your dad definitely did a great job walking onto campus as a freshman. What did you think um, about the team? And, and, and did you think you guys would win a national championship? Let me think. Uh, whenever I got on campus, they were still practicing for the bowl game against UCF. Um, but whenever I got there and was and was watching them, watching everybody move around, I knew that they were going to go out there and do their thing in that bowl game. And then once once everybody got on campus for the for the following season, 
it was from the jump. Like you can tell by the the atmosphere and chemistry that everybody already had during the first week. So I think that's what set was set apart that year and everything else. And what about what were your first impressions of Joe Cool, Joe Burrow? Because he surprised a lot of people. Yeah. In 2019, I mean, he took the league by storm, not just the SEC, but college football in totality. Uh, but what were your fr- first impressions on Joku Bur- Burrow? And then when you look at Burrow, when you look at the wide receivers he had, mm-hmm. you know, Marshall, Chase, Jefferson, man, what were your first impressions of those guys as a early enrollee, to say the least? And then you guys got rolling in spring football and then, and then summer camp. Right. So when it comes to the receivers that were there, um, we all grew up in high school recruiting, going against each other in camps, or we was all on the same uh, 707 team, like Jamar and, and Terrence Marshall, they were both on the bootleggers, um, which was our 707 team. And then, you know, seeing Justin at the same camps that, that I was at. So seeing them guys go out there and just dominate, like that's a good thing to see as always, because I want everybody to succeed. And then uh, with Joe, the first, the first um, week that I was there, he was testing me a lot. And uh, <laughs> that's something I wasn't used to because, you know, um, coming out of high school, if you're, if you're um, that guy, they kind of don't test you. So whenever I seen him doing that, I was like, okay, so he likes to take risks. He, he can do whatever he wants to do and be successful at it. Um, so seeing him grow from that point onto fall camp, um, it was it was it was crazy because there was a part there was a point in time when we were trying to figure out how can we stop Joe um, with their offense. So mm. mm-hmm. and that's big. Um, I know. Uh, first of all, it's a it's an honor to, to see see that seven back in the secondary. My the last one I had in the secondary was Grant, and obviously you guys played together on that 2019 uh, championship team. What was your best memory up from winning the title? From winning the like from the game like in the no, game no just anything like what what's like from the game what was your best memory from uh, in in New Orleans winning the title that year? Oh, probably coming out of the tunnel there was it was purple smoke everywhere with like green lasers and um, you know usually coming out we just sing out the little song at right. Tiger Stadium and then we come out but um, now when the tunnel was way smaller and then coming out and the stadium being being like blacked out and all you see is flashlights. That was that was probably the most like surreal thing ever. Like like I'm really playing in a championship game right now for LSU. Like this is this is all crazy right now. Right. <laughs> and and speaking of that moment, I mean your freshman season was an unbelievable moment. You had six interceptions. You forced 20 incompletions. Uh, you landed on uh, the consensus All American team. And get this, Pat P. Only consensus true freshman defensive All-American ever in the game. Yeah. Ever. That's never been done before. Right. Man, how how were you able to make such a significant impact so quickly in, in your career that LSU as a freshman? Well, whenever I I joined the team, um, you know, I was I was nervous, you know, going to the next level. Um, not sure how it's gonna go, but after after a while, one, once film study came into play, it it all seemed like high school, like high school speed at least. Like the game was slowed down a lot, and once once the game slows down for a DB, it's it's kind of hard to get over get over um, a DB because they've seen everything, they know what's gonna come, and stuff like that. So that's as the season went along, I felt myself slowing the game down more and more. So it didn't feel. Um, as crazy as um, some of the highlights may show. 
Right. And as and me and you talked about this, I can't remember what time of the year it was last year, but as someone is naturally on the quiet side, how do you mm. teach yourself to become a more vocal leader? Well, yeah, yeah, we talked about this. So, <laughs> um, so one thing or a couple of things that I took was that you don't always have to speak, but when you do, people will listen. Right. So, you know, I'm taking that um, from bits and pieces and I'm starting to realize that people actually do listen to what a leader has to say, like if they don't normally be all like loud and rah-rah. Mm-hmm. So I, I I feel like it's going good right now. You know, a lot of people have my trust on the team and uh, we're all working together, um, helping on each other's back. So I think it's going to be good. Yeah. And yeah. also... What's the, um, obviously a lot of people don't know about this. I know about it, but can you explain to the world the process for someone getting the number seven? And also what was your reaction when uh, G-Strain told you it was going to be rocking? <laughs> <laughs> well, the number seven has been floating around for me to get it for since I got on campus and I always told, told everyone that I wanted to earn it. Cause you know, I don't, I didn't want to just be given something and, and not producing the right way. So um, once I solidified my uh, my abilities out there on the field, they started asking me more, like, do you want the do you want the number? And um, I eventually I, I agreed to it and um, had the meeting with Coach O, and he said that I'm a good le- a good leader on the team, and he knows that I'm gonna represent it proudly. So um, that's my next that's my next goal. Make sure I uphold the standard of number seven. So enough to be said. Seven is definitely a, 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 a number that is, you know, not something that's hard to come back, but that's that's something that is, like you said, earned. And also that's something that's uh, it's a big deal. One, yeah. Something that's given to one of the, the best. Well, not one of the best player on the football team. Yeah. Yeah. Seven and seven is that legendary number. You know, <laughs> uh, Pat, you go ahead. Pat, go ahead. Toot your own horn. I know you want to toot your own horn. Toot, go ahead. Said, like, I, I plan to I'm a trendsetter. Hey, you started that. Hey, you started that thing off, man. You 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 started it off. You <laughs> yes, you, the, you the founder of that number seven yeah, being a prolific all my number. Guys, ooh, ooh. And when G Strain told me, you know, because G actually he he he'll call me each and every year. He's like, we got this kid coming up. Whoever it may be, is like. Are you comfortable? I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, I'm not there. If you guys see them every day, if, if you feel like they're worthy enough to wear number seven, give it to them. You guys haven't let me down yet. So continue yeah. uh, rocking that, that seven proud. Hey, real quick, Jamar, Jamar Chase was supposed to wear it this year, but yeah. he opted out, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And a lot of people don't know, seven can go to an offensive player or a defensive player. Granted, we've seen more defensive players in the secondary rock number seven, but it could go to an offensive guy as well because Chase was supposed to wear it, but he opted out. Uh, Derek, you're on the Benaric watch list, preseason All-SEC. You're going to be a preseason All-American. You're going to make every elite list that's available for elite players to make. Individually speaking, what are your expectations for yourself this upcoming season? Really to stay stay calm in every situation. You know, don't go out there looking for plays or don't go out there with, with a mindset of, I got to have this many interceptions, this many pass breakups, because when you start reaching and reaching for that, then you, then you find yourself in a stressful, a stressful situation when you're not right. completing these goals. So for me, I, I'm my, my goal is to stay calm and just go out there and play my game. That's a great answer, man. What, um, I, I like that because, you know, as as a you know as a former as a former uh, LSU Tiger, I agree with that a hundred percent because, like you say, once you go fishing for plays, now you find yourself out of position. 
you kind of find your, your mind is kind of foggy. Right. Like you just go out there and play. The player's going to come to you. And trust you the defense. I mean? Yep, just trust the defense and continue doing what you need to do. How is the how's the team looking this year? Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. what we that's what we want to know because that is some heat. That that SEC West <laughs> it's heat every year, but it's definitely some heat this year. So yeah, I, I need to hear this answer. <laughs> so so far, this this year is giving me uh, a 2019 feel. You know, we have mm. uh, we had a full spring. Our chemistry is there. Um, we're still learning and building, and there's just so much talent everywhere on both sides of the both sides of the ball. And I just think everything is starting to come into place at the right time. You're, you guys are predicted, I think, to finish third in the West behind Bama and A and M. And we know talent has never been an issue for LSU. You guys went through a lot of different adversities last year. Offensively, Miles Brennan, he should be that guy. How is he looking? Because he did play pretty good football last year, given an opportunity. And one thing we know about the game of football: if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a shot. Right. I mean, Herm Edwards said it best: you don't have a quarterback that feels 150 yards. But how is Miles Brennan looking so far uh, throughout the offseason? Well, you know, uh, we have Miles, Brennan, we have Max Johnson, and we have Garrett, and they're all they're all working very, very hard. They um, they are constantly in the films, in the film room. They're on the field. They're doing extra work, um, just working with all the receivers. And right now, like I believe in all of them. I I, I hope all of them succeed. And uh, when it comes time for fall camp, whoever they choose to be the quarterback, that's who I believe in. I like it. Um, going into this season, into the 2021-22 the season, obviously, I don't know if you pay attention to the mock drafts or anything like that, but they have you rated as of right now, top five mm. selection. Do you pay attention to, to that type of stuff? Well, you know, I, I don't at all. Um, or at least I try my best not to. Because when, once you start looking at that and looking forward to that, you you miss what you're in right now. Like, you know, right. you got to focus on the present. Um, that that can all be different if you don't focus on what you're doing now. Right. So it's, it's no point to, to look at all of that. You just got to stay away from it. I remember one of my coaches always tell me, live in the moment. Can't worry about the future. Live in the moment. <laughs> especially as a college player, you know what I mean? Because anything can happen at any given time, especially when you start reading the headlines. So, yeah, you're doing the right thing, keeping your mind focused on the task at hand and not worrying about the outside noise. When you look at your freshman year, Derek, you were unbelievable. You dealt with some injuries your sophomore campaign, still played pretty good football, but didn't put up the numbers that you did uh, your freshman campaign. What was the difference between year one and year two for you? Year two, you know, it was it was a tough year. That came along with a lot of other factors that was in play. But mm-hmm. you know, this year I'm looking forward to not being 2019 me or 2020. I'm looking to be the best that I know I can be, which is no doubt better than any of that. So uh, we'll see how that goes and hopefully it all goes according to plan. And one thing I can say about LSU, you guys done a real good job with cornerbacks. So you got a young cornerback that I really love watching last year, especially when you were in the in the lineup, he really took advantage of the opportunities in Eli Ricks. Yes, How sir. good could Mr. <laughs> can Mr. Ricks be? Because a lot of people, when you watch football and I watch DBs, number one, I look at your uniform. When I look at your uniform, your swag got your uniform got to be looking real good. You know, I tell people this all the time, Derek. You can't look like the uniform man in the locker room. You know they have that uniform yeah. cold guy. I'm sitting up there. Yeah. <laughs> That's on the wall. How your socks supposed to be, your jersey like you can't look like that guy, right? Hey, Pat P, I'd be like, man, stop looking like the uniform man on, on the poster board on the wall, man. Fix your uniform, cut your jersey, get your get your sleeves together. But yeah. Mr. Ricks, but Mr. Ricks, Bruck can play football. Yes, he had what four picks? I think he had a few touchdowns. Yeah, two last year as a true freshman. Yeah, two of them. How yeah. good? How good can he be? 
he he is probably going to be um, another great to come through. Like he are he's already establishing himself, and this whole off season he's been working real hard. Like I I can't wait for everyone to see him put on a good year too, and and then a year and however long it takes for the rest, and he's going to be amazing. Like he's- uh, would would you say you guys are the best duo of corners in the SEC? In the country, uh, you know LSU. We put we put good good DBs out there, but I'm gonna let I'm gonna let everybody else handle that discussion. Right. Well, Pat Pat already said Pat said in the country, country man. Yeah, I'm gonna say it for you in the country, goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me let me. Oh, let me. You put me on the spot. Let me go through yeah. this here real quick. Okay, Florida got a few. They got Elam. I don't know yeah. who gonna be the opposite corner of Elam. Said duo now. Yeah, I said duo. I need two. I gotta do my research, but I can tell you this much. I like I like Ricks, and of course, you know, I'm a big Stingley fan. So I'm gonna do my research and I get back to you. But I think it's safe to say you guys probably, yeah, Pat P, you might be right. Cause number one can play. He 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 played with a lot of confidence too. That's what I like about the young kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He give up a pass, it's nothing. He's coming back and he's barking. He talking trash out there. You gotta be in the deep. You gotta have amnesia. Short memory, man. Short memory. No question. Hey Derek, it's a I, this is a rumor. I don't know if this is a clean rumor or a dirty a rumor. Dirty rumor. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, Uncle Roger used to tell me a dirty rumor is a flat out lie. You want to have a clean right. rumor, right? There's a rumor that you ran a 4-3 in the 40 and you jumped a 42-inch vert coming out of high school. Number one, two-part question. Is that true? And the second part to that two-part question, what type of numbers could you could you produce now if you had to run the 40 and jump the vert? Uh, yes, the four three flat is true, and I slipped at the beginning of it, and it was laser Uh-oh. time. Oh, <laughs> um, but and, and yes, the the vertical is true. And if I was to do it right now, you know, I I probably I'll still be in the four three range. Um, and I think my vertical has gotten higher. That's awesome. So you ran four three out out the gate from high school, jumped to forty two. Then tell you the truth, you know that college weight room and training a little different. Get you right. So, up. Especially yeah, you might. Program. He probably more explosive. He might be faster. Hey, do Moffitt still say this? What? Because I know a lot of the guys be complaining when they get all hot. Do he still say? I know soldiers out in Iraq carrying a hundred pounds of equipment in a hundred and twenty degree weather. Nobody yeah. gives a shit if you're tired. Do you still say that? <laughs> yeah, you know, he still got all those crazy sayings that he said. <laughs> hey, my my favorite. My favorite, bro, my favorite Coach Moffitt saying was, I remember I got that as a freshman. Steven really was our running back. And I forgot what Steven did that year. Like, because they won a championship before I came in. And he, you know how he had that list on the on the weight room that you can't come back, right? Mm-hmm. So Steven, uh, he told Steven that he can't come back in the weight room until January, right? So everybody walking in the, in the weight room, Coach Moffitt said, Steven, what are you doing in here? He said, Coach. You said come back in January. You said, guess what? It's another one next year. Get out of my weight room. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the uh, that's the strength coach. That's the strength coach, yeah. man. He strength is coach. the absolute best. And he'll tell you too. He said, I'm a lifer. They ain't gonna fire me. I'm a lifer. <laughs> oh, he know he, he good, huh? He his, current, his oh, yeah. contract guaranteed. No doubt about it. Hey, Derek, going into your junior year, we said all the accolades on the uh, Jim Thorpe, on the Benaric, on everything. Everything. Are you looking to take advantage of the, the new NCAA rules of your likeness? Oh, um, you know, I think it's a good opportunity for everyone. Um, a lot of people, we get to learn how to deal with money before getting to the big leagues. No it. question. No question. So I think that's a good thing. And then, yeah, you know, it, it's nice to to finally be able to 
to earn something for for your productivity on the field. So we'll see how this how this process goes, but you know, it's still all new. So you're still figuring out everything. Do you have and any you have deals a, on the table right now? What'd you say? Do you have any deals on the table right now? Um I have a couple. I have a couple. Um you don't have to say no name. Them. So okay, but yeah, it, you say the names if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's on the table still. So we, it, ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't out there yet. So you ain't yeah. gotta say the names. Well, if it's on the don't table, let, don't let Matt it. drag into that mud, man. Yeah, I just wanna know, I just wanna I just wanna know what, what, what he what he rocking with. I know it, he first of all, he he a home state kid, so right. it gotta be everything coming down this way. They knocking on this door. It's up to him <laughs> if he wanna do it, if he don't wanna do it, because he the right. hottest thing on the team right now. But <laughs> You know, if, if you want to tell us a little bit what you got going on, fill us in, what potentially could be on the arise for you, that's cool. But if not, then we respect that too. But, <laughs> hey, be smart with it. I can tell you that much. You know, whatever you do get, uh, financially speaking, act like you didn't receive anything. Save it. Right, save it. Right. Save it. Save it. Because think about this. As a scholarship player, you get everything free. You get clothes free. You know, you might want to buy some some shoes here or there, but you eat free. You know what I mean? So there's no reason to go out and spurge because your job is to go to school and lock people down and pocket anything that you do get. So that would be the only advice I would tell you. Now, would I, would I listen to my own advice if I was in college? Probably not, but I'm telling you so you can listen to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got you, though. That's, that's, some, that's some good stuff right there. Yeah. Hey, last question before we transition to the superlative part of our show. Do you think your game, your game as a corner closely resembles any player in the NFL currently? Now, the NFL Network's uh, draft analyst, Daniel Jeremiah, recently compared you to Marshawn Lattimore. I have my own comparison based on what I've seen from you so far in two years of play. I don't I don't like that comparison. I have a better one, I think. But I want to hear your answer first. Do your game resembles any current NFL corner right now in the league? Well, you know, everybody has their different style, their different play, um, because we all learn from each other. We see something works for another guy, we we take it to our workouts and we try to replicate it. Yep. So I wouldn't say that I'm, I wouldn't really know who to compare myself to because of the fact that I take pieces from everyone. Mm -hmm. um, so I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm leave it at the, like, I, I think I'm one on my own. Yeah. Just like everybody else, you know? Yeah. I, like I, I got one for you. I got one for you. When I watch you play, because I love your press game, your press game is extremely patient. You yeah. look the same every time, no matter who you're going against as far as when it comes to wide receivers, measurables of speed. Your off game is, is technical as well. I love seeing that from college corners. So when I see you play, you remind me a lot of Stephon Gilmore from the Patriots. Like yes. Because mm -hmm. the patience at the line of scrimmage, you're never in a rush. That's the good thing about great corners at the line. They're never in a rush. They're always patient. They're always smooth, calm. And it's the same concept when you're playing off technique because that's something that a lot of corners, especially in uh, college corners, don't really, you know, perfect. So when I look at Stephon Gilmore and then you tackle well as well, you throw your body in there, you know what I mean? So that's my comparison. I, when I see Marshawn Lattimore, I'm like, nah, you know, Marshawn Lattimore is, you know, he's a, you know, you got two sayings when it comes to corners. You got a breakfast corner, and you got a dinner corner. Right. The breakfast corner are guys that can eliminate you at the first part of the route, right. which is out the line of scrimmage. Yeah. That's the first part of the meal. The first thing that you eat is breakfast. The dinner corner are guys that can eliminate you in the second half of the route. Right. But if you're a breakfast in a dinner corner, now you're yeah. cooking with gas. No doubt about That's it. That's why Pat Peagle had that gold jacket, because he a breakfast corner and he's a dinner corner. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And I had an opportunity to work out with Sting. What I was, I think I was your freshman year at 19. Yeah, that yeah, was freshman year. And extremely humble kid. And we saw this from, the, well, at least I know he saw this for, the, for himself, but being there for those that week, I definitely saw this coming. So it's, like I said, an incredible, humble kid. He, he, he gets it. And I've been saying that for forever is when a guy gets it at this level early, they're mm-hmm. going to be the sky's the limit. And the sky's definitely the limit for Stingley. And uh, I'm excited to see him play this year. No so question. We're going to jump into our superlative uh, part of the show where we're going to hit you with some rapid fire questions and you give us a rapid fire answer. I like the first, first one. one. Build your perfect LSU secondary. We're going to get you five. You can get five. You can get, get you five. a nickel. You can get you a nickel. They get okay. you a nickel. Two safeties, two corners, and a nickel. A nickel. <laughs> Let's see what you got, Stan. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yes. One corner, I think we all know it's you, Pat. <laughs> The other one, I'm gonna throw C Ray in there just to see what he do out there. Okay. Uh, and say, you know, we gotta go with uh, Tyron. I'm gonna go Jamal, and then I'll put uh, I'll put Grant out there at the nickel. Okay. Mm. Yeah, you got you you like that long body at the nickel, huh? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. I like it. You're not you're not gonna include yourself in that fire? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I, hey, hey, I, you know what? I respect that you're giving you giving tribute to the guys that did it before you. Yeah, they. You know what I, mean? they, I, I love that. I love that. Next question for you: Best game you ever played in a LSU uniform? Um, I'd probably say Mississippi State 2019. Yeah, you went, you went, you went ham that game. That was in LSU, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no that, that was in Mississippi State. State. I had no targets that game. I thought that Auburn game was tight too. Oh, uh, I gave us some plays that I shouldn't have gave up. Okay, okay. Respect, respect. Give me your funniest, funniest Coach O story. Go Tigers, go Tigers. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> this is a tough one. Uh, let me think. It's probably it's probably a story that you know is it, gonna stay between the team. Um, but it was it was during Championship Week in 2019 and. That was probably that was probably the most I've ever laughed. I don't, I don't think I've laughed that hard in a minute, but but yeah, it was that's something that that I had to stay between the team on that one. Okay, all right. All right. Okay. Hey, but I got I got one uh, real quick. The funny, the not the funniest, but the the best thing I think you guys do. And I had an opportunity to come to a couple of games. Is when y'all in the locker room, he have y'all strap them hammers up. Oh, oh yeah. my God, man! What's that? What's that about? Tell us about that. Yeah, tell us about that, Steve. So. So whenever we're uh, after we pray, um, we stand up. We're getting ready to go out the um, go out the locker room. Uh, Coach O he has his little speech that he says before every game, and at the end of it, he says, "LSU Tigers going to war. One, two, three. Come on. Yeah. And we, we, y'all buckle out. Oh Mac, when I see that and thing, they give me goosebumps right now, Mac. Oh man, I say, man, Coach, I, I, I remember one time I almost asked him to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's good though. You know, hearing that sound, it's like, okay, it's time, it's time to go in. It's war. time for war. <laughs> no doubt. Two-part question for you. Best wide receiver you faced in practice, and best wide receiver you faced in a game. In practice, uh, I would say Jamar Chase. Um he had he had a lot of things that he's gonna show this year out there in the league that that were pretty good. And it was good to go against him every day because I got to learn from him and he got to learn. From all all this in the secondary, and then in the game, um, you know everybody has their different 
everybody has their different skill set. And so I think that quicker guys, you know, they have their certain their certain areas that they excel in. Bigger guys like go up and attack the ball. So in the game, I wouldn't really say anyone is better than another. I would say mm-hmm. that everybody has their own skill set. Okay. okay. And and last, I want to squeeze this one in. This is just a personal question. Will we see you on offense this year? That 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 right there is up to Coach O. Um, if need be, then do you want to play offense? Do you want to play offense? Oh, every DB wants to play offense. To no show doubt about it. Are you returning? Are you returning punts this year? What'd you say? Are you returning punts this year too? Yeah, I'm. I'm returning punts. Hey man, I want you to do me a favor, and I know Coach O may may let you do it because we know you might be a dark horse for the Heisman, like I yeah, was in yeah. high school. You gotta play high. You gotta play a little offense. Hey, please, and you got it. You guys have to be up by at least thirteen. Just strike mm-hmm. the pole for me. Oh, no. I want to see somebody. Oh, you want to, oh, you want to strike the pose? Yeah, I want to strike the pose. The hell with the fifteen yards. Strike it. <laughs> Hopefully, I get to the point where I can do it. But no doubt, that, that froze. I have to. <laughs> I got you, man. Well, Derek. We, it's a pleasure to have you on All Things Covered. Thank you for coming on the show. Have a great right. year. And guess what, Matt? Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to my guy, Derek Stingley Jr., the newest member of the Seven Club. And thanks for everybody listening to this episode of All Things Covered. Make sure you follow and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back soon where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.